Hey friend, I'm excited to bring to you this episode today about fitness and we're going to chat about the number one secret to seeing faster results and when you're not making the progress you want to in your fitness, what do we do? And I'm going to give you 12 different ways to apply this principle into your workouts. And this is very, very much the case through pregnancy and postpartum, just as much as it is any other time. And I think many of us, if we're either feeling like, okay, our progress is stalling, maybe postpartum, we're not really seeing the progress we want to as quickly as we want to, or maybe we're experiencing symptoms that we're running up against. Maybe it's diastasis recti and we're like, I really want to close my ab gap and I want to make sure that my core is getting stronger so I can get back to planks, push-ups, sit-ups on the fitness test. I want to get back to running, but I'm experiencing leaking a little bit and discomfort in my pelvic floor when I'm doing running and jumping. Whatever it is for you, if you're feeling like you're getting a little bit stuck in your fitness or you're just like at a little bit of a slump, then I want to help you come out of that and to really kickstart your progress forward towards your goals. All of these things can also be applied to scaling back. So if you're pregnant and you're trying to adjust, or if you're postpartum and you're trying to find methods to adjust up to something that you're trying to get back to, then these are all apply. So you can always scale back just as much as you can scale forward. All right, let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time, your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So before we jump in, I just really quick want to make sure that you know something is available to you as a resource. I have one-on-one coaching calls available to schedule, and this could be a simple strategy session where we can dive into where are you at right now? Where are you stuck? What are you struggling with? Then we can figure out a way forward for you. So we can work on both your strategy and your mindset to get you where you want to be and have some accountability and support in that. So you don't have to navigate any of this alone. I know many times, you know, we, we may have like a really strong background in fitness. And so we're like, okay, I feel like I'm good to figure it out on my own postpartum. And you, you know, you do a lot of research and you know, you're, you're like, okay, I'm, I just want to get back to where I want to be and I'm ready to push myself hard. But then you run into some of those stumbling blocks of like, okay, I'm not seeing the progress I want to as fast as I want to. I'm not feeling like I'm where I want to be yet, or I'm running into these challenges of these frustrating symptoms. And I'm not really sure what to do about this now. And I don't really know like how to adjust my fitness to make sure, you know, I'm not making these complications worse, but I also am like, I'm feeling like I'm in a rush to get back to where I want to be because, you know, I got stuff I want to do. And 
I, I feel like I really want to prove that I can come back strong postpartum. So if any of that is you, I, I completely get you and I'm here to support you. So please don't hesitate to schedule a one-on-one -on -one coaching call and we can sit down for an hour and just nug it out. We can figure out what you need to do to move forward, what simple steps that you can take, what shifts that you can make, some training strategies, and even you know, looking at your mindset of you know what's really holding you back from showing up the way that you want to or being as consistent as you want to, or what are you wrestling with internally, that internal pressure that we can feel too. You know, maybe it's body image struggles. Maybe it's just really like the identity shifts that are happening through motherhood and, and not quite feeling like yourself again and struggling with that because I, I know how hard that is. And I've been there been there too. And so you're not alone in any of that. And I don't want you to feel alone. So I just want to make sure that you know that the resource exists. So let's go ahead and dive in to the number one way to see faster results and how to apply this principle to really make the progress that you want to in your fitness. So this principle is progressive overload. And so what this basically means in layman's terms is that we are going to be improving and challenging our body little by little. If we're starting at a baseline, if let's just say postpartum and you start after giving birth and you're recovering really from the ground up again, you're building that foundation again. So no matter you know how much you worked out through up to your due date, no matter how much you maintained your fitness through pregnancy, no matter how strong you were and are, we still have a lot of foundation to build postpartum. And that's no matter what, no matter how our labor and delivery went, no matter how smooth our birth experience was or difficult it was, we are still rebuilding a strong foundation. And that's both our pelvic floor and our core and the full body changes that occurred through pregnancy. There's so many internal changes that we really can't see and our body's recovering from a trauma no matter what. And so just like, you know, in any major injury or any major surgery, like a knee surgery or a shoulder surgery, you know, we'd have a rehab protocol to progress us back into, you know, normal functional daily living, as well as those demands of our physical fitness that we want to get back to. We need to do the same thing with recovering from birth. And so that's a time where we absolutely want to apply this principle of progressive overload, where we allow our body to kind of relearn certain movements, and then we gain more control with, and we're loading it more. We're increasing the load and intensity and difficulty of those movements and challenging our body more under that load. And then we can move into the explode phase, but that's a progression. We can't just jump from zero to a hundred. And I think many of us, because we don't know any better and because we're not told any better, we're not given any better information by our medical teams. We go into that six week clearance appointment and we're like, okay, well, you're cleared. You're good to go. And you're like, really? That's it? You know? And it's like, okay, we'll just ease back in, kind of free to do what you were doing before. And it's like, wait a minute. I went from six weeks. I wasn't supposed to do anything, quote unquote, and now I can do everything. That does not make any sense. And the thing is our body does not just flip a switch at six weeks and all of a sudden is ready to do everything we we're doing before. It has to be this on-ramp gradually of increasing the level of challenge and difficulty and making sure our body is ready for the next level demand. And that's what we have to do to build that strong foundation. Cause otherwise, what ends up happening is we jump back into too much too soon, put too much pressure on our bodies and all in, in for good intentions and good purposes of trying to get back to fitness and feel more like ourselves again, to get healthy, get back to our fitness test, pass height and weight standards, to feel more confident when we look in the mirror, like all of those kinds of things are very valid and whatever fitness goals you have are valid. But I just want to encourage you, you know, it is hard to know how to take it slow. And this principle of progressive overload is the answer to that. It's also the answer to, you know, any point in fitness when we're trying to see improvements. So if you're super advanced in your fitness and you're way far past postpartum now and you're you know at a good place and a good baseline, but you're like, okay, I still want to see more progress. I want to see more body composition changes. I want to see higher performance on my PT test. This is also going to apply. This is how we meet ourselves where we're at to get us to where we want to be. Okay. So 
The framework is we've got 12 different particular ways that we can apply this principle of progressive overload. And so I'm going to walk through each of these and that way you have tools that you can then apply to your workouts and how to adjust in the moment to really challenge your body to improve. Number one is range of motion. You can lift the same load and do the same movement, but with an increased distance or increased total span of motion. And so let's just say it's a squat in your early postpartum and you're kind of relearning how your body like to get your body's balance back again because now your center of gravity has shifted and your pelvic floor either is recovering from a vaginal delivery or recovering from the load if you had a c-section recovering from the load that was constant on it for the last nine plus months of pregnancy and that did a number on your pelvic floor no matter what your core is going to be recovering so all of those things are factoring into your squat form your lower back is going to feel probably a little bit more of that because your core is weaker. So your body's compensating in different ways. So range of motion could be, you know, you go down to a half squat versus a super deep squat. Like that is changing up your range of motion. So extending the range of motion is going to make that movement more challenging. And that is one way to improve. As you're thinking about applying these, I want you to think about in my workout program or plan, or when I go to the gym, when I work out in my home, I am incorporating these in so that I can really see that progress that I want to see. And at the end of the day having a plan that factors all these things in for you so you don't have to think about it is the best way to go because then you know you're going to be making progress and you're doing it in a systemized way versus just trying to like duct tape it all together yourself and so that's why my postpartum program is a great great solution especially if you're in the military and you're trying to get back to height weight standards you're trying to get back to the fitness test demands and you want a well-rounded fitness program that's going to get you back to strength training and running and feeling stronger again and more like yourself in all those ways and even rucking i have in there so if that's something that you want to get back to i tell you how you can incorporate it safely number two is form and body control and, and increasing the efficiency of that again this is you're lifting the same load and the same amount of volume with it same amount of weight but you're doing it with better form more control or less effort and so that's why your efficiency is increasing so a simple example even without weight is the plank postpartum so if you're trying to get back to a plank, we have to learn how to allow our body to control the pressure on our core more. And so one way we can progress that is by changing our incline level for the plank until our body has better control. And so at every single one of those levels of difficulty of incline, and we'll talk about body positioning as a whole nother one, but um, each of those particular levels, so let's just say we're doing a normal plank on the ground. Our body has a certain amount of control as is. Every single time we do it, hopefully our body, our core is gaining greater control. So we're going to see less of the bulging of our abdominal wall along the vertical line of our abdomen. We're going to see less of that kind of coning, doming, bread loaf type effect when we are controlling our core pressure better. And that's what we want to move towards. And that's how we know we're improving in that. And that's going to be also what helps us see the results we want to see in closing our abdominal gap, closing our diastasis, improving that and healing our core in that way. And then same thing with if you had an actual load, you're lifting the same load and volume, but you're just doing it with better form. You're doing it with more control. So maybe, you know, last week, like I, I had a hard time, let's just say lifting this amount of weight on my squat, but now this week I'm able to do that same amount of weight, but I'm able to do it with more control and a little bit, it's a little bit less difficult for me. It's a little bit less effort. I have better form. So that is how you're improving. And that is a way that you're going to see more tangible progress as well. Number three is volume. So changing up the volume of sets and reps is going to help you see more results. So you could lift the same load for more reps 
or you could do more sets of the same load in reps, so that's increasing the volume. The fourth is increasing the load itself. So this is, you know, you're lifting heavier, you're lifting more weight, or you're using a higher resistance level if you're using a machine. And even changing up the load type can also be a different way to increase or decrease level of challenge. Maybe it's going from either instead of using a barbell, we're first starting with dumbbells, and that's a good way to progress to a barbell. Instead of using a full barbell or hex bell deadlift, we're deadlifting a kettlebell to begin with until we get our form back down pat. You could even use a band versus weight to change up the difficulty level and resistance in the way that it's challenging your body. And same thing with even looking at low type of free weights versus having a machine. It's going to, the machine isolates that movement more and it automatically kind of controls that range of motion. Whereas if you're holding it and you have to maintain a certain body position and posture, and then you're doing that movement, it requires more recruitment of a whole bunch of different muscle groups to include your core strength that's holding your body in that still place while you're doing that movement of that particular body part. Number five is rest time. So adjusting the rest time is going to either increase or decrease level of challenge. So if you have less rest time, it's obviously going to make it more difficult. So there's a bunch of different ways you can do this. And one of them is lifting the same load, same volume, but just less rest time in between sets. So this is kind of a higher density. Another one is looking at similar to rest time, but it's more so like your tempo and your pace. You're doing more work in the same amount of time. Uh, so, you know, overall you have less rest rest between your reps itself, um, not just between your sets. Number six is tempo. So similar to rest time, where when we look at tempo and pace, we're looking at adjusting the speed of the movement and that often changes the intensity for us. And, you know, sometimes increasing the speed and acceleration, decreasing the amount of time in between reps is going to make it more challenging. But on the other end of the spectrum, sometimes taking a slower process to lower the weight down or to lower down into the squat, like that's going to be more challenging and we're going to see results because it's more time under tension for our muscles. And so they will experience that change because we are challenging them in those different ways. Number seven is frequency. This is more so lifting the same load and volume, but more often throughout the week. So let's just say, you know, you want to get back to pull-ups or push-ups and you really want to improve that particular fitness activity. Then if you build it in more frequently throughout your week, you're going to get better at it. Don't be afraid to go jump on the pull-up bar and wherever you're at, you know, maybe it's negatives or maybe it's using a resistance band to support you, or maybe it's using a, a box to kind of assist you up and down, or it's jumping and kind of pulling yourself part of the way up until you can get strong enough to where you can do a dead hang pull-up. If you're doing that every time you get into the gym or every time you're at the park with your kid, the more exposure your body has to that movement, the more frequently that you do it, the better you're going to get at it. And same thing with push-ups. You know, if we do it almost every day, our body's going to get better. The other side of that coin is making sure we built in recovery and rest. Number eight is body positioning. And I mentioned this with the plank example, but our stance, our incline level, whether it's supported versus unsupported, a single versus double arm, and even where we hold the weight, like all of those aspects of our body position really play into how difficult that movement is. So we can always increase the level of challenge. And the same thing if we want to scale it or adjust it to kind of meet our body where it's at, if we're recovering or if we're pregnant and we're adjusting through the trimesters, then that is a way that we can make some changes. You can stick with push-ups, you can stick with planks in a way that's appropriate for your body if you just incline it. And when you're postpartum, when you're not as strong yet, when your core is not as strong, when your upper body is not as strong, you can start with on the wall 
push-ups then you can move down to incline on a bench and then you can move down to regular push-ups when you're ready for it and so those are all ways to increase the difficulty level you know the more upright the easier it is but you don't always have to just do knee push-ups because your body is not maintaining the entire same straight straight line plank as when you're doing it on the wall or when you're doing it on a bench or when you're doing it against a barbell that's on a rack that's a little bit lower for example at the gym okay number nine is doing the same work the same particular fitness demand while losing body mass and so what this does is obviously you have an increased relative volume and so you know maybe you're you're over time you're decreasing your overall body mass but you're still lifting the same or more amount of weight because you're improving the amount of weight you're lifting so relative to your body mass you're actually increasing the amount of work that you're doing Number 10 is lifting the same load and volume, then extending the set past your technical failure, your muscle failure. There's a bunch of different ways you can do this. When you reach muscle failure, maybe it's adjusting it slightly. So let's just say you're working on pull-ups and you know you can do a few from a dead hang, but you can maybe only do three to five reps. Okay, well, when you get to that failure point, maybe it's then moving into a couple negatives. So you're almost like extending out that set or doing drop sets or static holds or like resting and pause and then doing a couple more reps, partial reps with different range of motion. And so it's that kind of post-exhaustion intensity of effort that you're applying. And there's, again, lots of ways to do that. It's really looking at how are you pushing the envelope of what your body is doing. And I'll just add this key in here for if you are pregnant or postpartum, it's really important to understand how to listen to your body to know what is appropriate and what is not in terms of how to push yourself, how hard you can push yourself safely, how hard you can push yourself to keep improving, to see what the results you want to see and see the progress you want to make postpartum without setting yourself back in your healing. And so that's a fine line. And the main keys are just knowing exactly what signs and symptoms to listen for. So I've got this in like all of my podcast episodes pretty much that I cover postpartum fitness, but the main four that I want you to think about are peeing, if you're peeing or leaking in your pants, that's a big sign. Your body is not quite ready to handle that level of demand on your pelvic floor. Another one is pain, any kind of pain, like really anywhere in your body, but especially your core or pelvic floor. That's where we kind of see it a lot postpartum and even lower body injuries. It means we haven't quite built that foundation of strength yet to support that demand. The next one is peaking which is really related to the core pressure. And so if our body is not able to handle the pressure on our core, it may be um, exacerbating our diastasis and making it worse. So we want to make sure that we're able to control the pressure with our breathing strategy, with our body position, and make sure we're able to control that amount of weight and all of those things. So we're meeting our body where it's at and we're improving from there. And then the last one is pressure. So if you're feeling a lot of pressure on your pelvic floor, if you're feeling like almost like the feeling of a tampon falling out or feeling like you have this like bulging sensation in your pelvic floor that could be the sign of either it may be too much for your body or it could also be a sign of prolapse pelvic organ prolapse that's something to get evaluated with a pelvic floor physical therapist or a specialist and i can help you to kind of triage that and figure out do i need to see a specialist or is this something that i can manage and all those kinds of things but there's no harm in going to seek that help and support and also working with a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach and kind of having those two different scopes of expertise to support you on your recovery journey. I just wanted to key you in on that because I think it's really, many of us are just ingrained with this narrative of, okay, I just got to push through pain and pushing through pain is what helps me improve and see progress in fitness, but we're not beating our body into submission postpartum. We're making sure that we progress it incrementally over time to allow it to um, increase 
its capacity. And, and we're doing that in a way that is respecting where it's at and healing also and giving it enough grace or giving ourselves grace while also pushing ourselves. And that is a fine balance. And it's really hard for those of us who have been athletes our whole life, who really push ourselves hard, who expect a lot of ourselves, you know, and we're willing to push through pain. And that is, is just not the time to push through certain kinds of pain when we're pregnant and postpartum, even though that's been like a norm probably in our fitness mentality for our whole life. And so I just want to, I really want to reinforce that because that kind of came up for me as I was talking through this and I just don't want to ignore that part of it. All right, number 11 is muscular tension. And so the, the best example I can give you of this one is core engagement. The amount of tension that we're kind of generating while we're doing that movement in certain muscle groups, especially is uh, something that can make it more or less difficult to do a movement and also help us see more progress in both our body's function and how it performs and how much weight we can lift and what it's capable of and also the, the sort of aesthetic results that we wanna see. And so if we learn how to properly engage our core when we're doing exercise, especially postpartum, then that is what is going to really help us to keep improving in our, our body's ability to get back to all the things that we want to do with more confidence. And that is what I teach you through my postpartum program and through coaching. All right. Number 12 is breathing strategy. And this is another really important one through pregnancy and through postpartum, but really anytime. And so when we're, especially when we're pregnant and postpartum, when our body's kind of managing a lot, as far as the core goes, especially in the pelvic floor goes with that extra pressure on those areas, either in the recovery process, as we're healing or during pregnancy when, you know, we've got a baby in there who's, who's kind of creating extra pressure downward and outward on our core, then we're going to need to really focus on this because it's going to really help us as we are progressing through pregnancy to protect our body's long-term core and pelvic health. The two strategies that are going to help you to see more progress is one, exhale on exertion. And so the highest like difficulty part of that movement. So, you know, when you're coming up from the bottom of a squat or when you're pressing something upward or outward and those parts of the movement are when you really want to be exhaling. The other option that you could do is exhale through the full range of motion. So if it feels better for your body and you really key in on like what what your body is experiencing in core and in your pelvic floor in particular, and also what helps you feel like your body ha is stronger through that movement, you're going to feel like one is easier for you than the other. So I just want you to note both of those areas. The other one is exhaling through the full range of motion, like I said. So maybe it's exhaling through both the the lowering of the squat and the coming up from the squat. And then there's a couple more advanced techniques that you can learn and apply at different stages in your journey. That could be the Valsalva technique. It could be bracing. It could be a little bit more breath holding, but these are not really ones that we tend to recommend through pregnancy and postpartum because they are a little bit more risky and a little bit more vulnerable for your core and pelvic floor. And so it might not be the season for those. I know oftentimes they're ones that we rely on when we're lifting really heavy, but I want you to instead focus on exhaling on exertion as your kind of go-to. And then if that doesn't feel quite good enough for you, I want you to experiment with breathing through the full range of motion, seeing how that feels. And if that still doesn't feel good, then it's probably time to adjust your body position, your amount of load, your muscular tension, how you're contracting your core. And it's, there's things that you can learn with core engagement, even like using your transverse abdominus muscles in addition to your upper abdomen. So there's different ways of contracting our core. And it's not like sucking in and bracing, which is what most of us have kind of learned all of our life. And that's not the approach that we really want want to take through pregnancy and postpartum. And so think about if you're pregnant, think about like hugging your baby, like bring your baby into you. That's the kind of movement we want to generate to really engage our core. You'll notice that if you're in a quadruped position where you're on all fours and try practicing hugging your baby into you as you're breathing, as you're exhaling, hug your baby into you. And then 
let it go. Like let your belly hang while you're inhaling as you're relaxing your core and pelvic floor. And then breathe again, exhale and bring your belly in. That is how you want to engage while you're lifting. And then same thing when you're postpartum, it just, you can't really, you don't have the biofeedback of like hugging your baby in, but you're going to be really recruiting your core muscles in that way. And that I walk you through that in video modules to show you exactly how to heal your diastasis and exactly how to do your core rehab movements from the very beginning when you first give birth, because that is something that you can do to set yourself up for success before you even reintegrate exercise itself into your life. And also how to apply this through daily living habits so that you're minimizing risk of making your healing process longer and, you know, making any symptoms you are experiencing even worse. I just want to key you in on each of those. And the last thing I'll share here is a little bit more about if you're experiencing symptoms postpartum, let's just say you're leaking pee while you're running or jumping, or you're experiencing diastasis recti, and you're seeing this sort of distension or roundness or looseness in your stomach, you may be referring to this as like a mommy pooch or see it referred to as that. And this is often due to a combination of factors. It's important to keep in mind that distension is not dysfunction and diastasis may not be the only cause of how your core is presenting itself. It could be a combination of a bunch of different factors, muscle weakness, stretch connective tissue, your pelvis and spinal positioning, your food intake, your body fat in general, digestion, gut health, diet, inflammation, muscle atrophy, hormones, water retention, medication, you may be taking intra-abdominal pressure, and even relaxed abdominals after being fatigued from core work. All those things can contribute and more. But postpartum, the biggest thing is that our core muscles need to be reminded to work again. They need to be retrained just like any other muscles in the body when things are compensating. And so our focus should be on rebuilding the strength and the function and resiliency of our whole entire core in addition to the closing of the gap, which is what many of us you know, tend to focus on. Because in order to change the appearance of our core, and to feel and be stronger, there's a lot of things that are impacting it. And so we have to target the whole entire core system to see the most change. And you will get better faster and gain more confidence in your body again, and you will feel more like yourself. And you'll be able to fit into your favorite clothes much sooner that way when we retrain the whole entire core system because we're strengthening the muscles combined with you know healthy weight loss and nutrition. We're going to see those changes in our abdomen. And that is what I help you with in my postpartum program. So if that's what you really want to see, then know that I'm here to support you in that way. And my program is a really, really great solution to those challenges. And that is not because that's not intuitive. And oftentimes there's so much conflicting information out there. And there's a lot of programs that like promise this, you know, these quick fixes for these things, but it has to be a combination, a well-rounded approach and a well-rounded approach is not only going to get you, you know, the results you want to see with your core, but it's also going to help you to have better overall strength and overall function and your ability to do all the things you want to do again, get back to all the things that you want to do and to perform well in all of those as well. And the other, the other thought that I just want to share with you on, you know, if you're experiencing any of these symptoms or if you're pregnant or postpartum in general, I want you to keep in mind this concept of modifying before avoiding. So, you know, if you are experiencing symptoms or if you're, you know, going through pregnancy and you're like, okay, well, you know, I want to adjust my, my training to adapt to how my body is changing over time through the different trimesters, you know, that obviously may require a little bit of slowing down or a little bit of scaling back, but it doesn't necessarily mean we have to avoid or cut out like certain exercises completely. And oftentimes adjusting with these simple ways of making adjustments and scaling can be great steps in between and also ways to progress. So when we're postpartum and we're rebuilding that foundation and we're like, not where we want to be yet, you know, our body's not able to do all the things that we want it to be able to do. 
then that is the simple steps that we can take. Those 12 different methods that I gave you to make those adjustments, they go both ways, right? They go they go to increasing challenge, but also decreasing challenge because our goal is to meet our body where it's at. We're not going to get better if we're pretending our body is somewhere where it's not and we're treating it that way, right? And so whether it's pushing it too hard or whether it's taking it too easy, we want that, that sweet spot in the middle of adequately challenging it and making sure we're safely challenging it. And that's what I'm here to help you with. So you can feel confident in that instead of either anxious about it or afraid of it, or, you know, just like super confused with the information overload and all the conflicting messaging that's out there on Google and through Facebook groups. Do not rely on other people's experiences. We're here to rely on education and evidence-based information. And that's what I'm giving you as a certified coach in this. So we oftentimes see these blanket recommendations and there can be a lot of fear and anxiety surrounding those, but symptoms don't necessarily mean like a hard stop. It's not necessarily this like red light when it comes to that movement or exercise in general. There's a lot more nuance. There's multiple factors that are probably contributing to those symptoms. And so it's much less about what we're doing and it's more about the how. And so if you make some of these adjustments and look at this as like a framework for experimenting with different ways of approaching that movement, you know, your body might not be quite ready for something yet, or it might not be appropriate for it now, but you want to progress to it, or you want to still maintain that movement in the ways that you can. And so I encourage you to tailor your training to your, your individual body and considerations with all of those options that I gave you. And the other thing in terms of mindset is just keeping the long game in mind for your core and pelvic health and just your health in general, so that you are going to be able to have a sustainable approach to your fitness and adapt it to every single season of life. You know, we're, we're not here to be our bodies into submission really in any season and stage of life and oftentimes I think all the diet culture and you know the body shaming that happens in our society and even in the military culture of body dysmorphia that can occur from feeling like okay I've got to get my body to conform to these somewhat arbitrary outdated standards of you know, height and weight and and body composition. And that can be just super disheartening. And so I see you if you're in any of those places, but I just want to encourage you to adjust incrementally and to really focus on sustainable, healthy, overall, well-rounded, healthy approaches to your fitness and also to your nutrition. I'm here to help support you in all of those ways. So I just want to emphasize the importance of having a solid training plan, a solid nutrition plan, a solid meal prep and planning. And and that's why I focus on these topics because they all contribute to each other. When we're postpartum, just going back to the gym and just taking it easy is not going to be anywhere near as effective or help you recover as well or as quickly as you want to as a good training program that applies progressive overload, all these principles that we talked about today to build upon each of the exercises each week to give you the best exercises to start with and how you can know exactly when your body's ready to progress to the next stage and to continue to go from there to really get you back to feeling confident in it again and it's going to build upon itself each week and each month and each training cycle if you're not seeing the results that you want to but you're still you're doing all the right things and you're working out regularly you're likely approaching it too randomly or you're exercising without the necessary level of intention and strategy and so all you need is a good strategy to help bridge that gap because otherwise we're just going to see all the plateaus and we're just going to get burnt out So we need a plan, we need consistency, we need the right strategy, we need the right mindset, and support can really help you bridge each of those gaps and be critical in getting you to where you want to be. If you can use some help in any of those areas, I'm here for you. Check out my program if you feel like that would be a good solution for you in this season. You can know I'm here to answer any questions that you have. Reach out to me at megan at armstheheart.com. Then you can also schedule a one-on-one kind of one-off coaching session. If you feel a little bit stuck, if you need a little bit of support and encouragement in one area to just kind of break through whatever is that roadblock for you, then I'm also here to support you in that capacity. If you just want to level up your game a little bit, but you feel overall pretty confident that you have a plan and you just want a little bit of extra support 
or that's perfect for you. I look forward to hearing from you and continuing to serve you. So I hope this is helpful and please share it with a friend who might benefit from it too. All right, I'll talk to you soon.